Mic check. Mic check. Do you hear me? Do you hear us? Hello and welcome to Mic Stand, a podcast by the Student Alliance for Nationalism and Democracy of the University of San Carlos. Join us as we talk to our fellow Carolinians about issues surrounding the university in light of recent events. I am your host, Celine Lagundi, and I am accompanied by my co-host, Julian Sabios. For our third episode, we will be having guests from the School of Architecture, Fine Arts and Design, and the School of Law and Governance. Hello, welcome to Mike Stand, a podcast by the Student Alliance for Nationalism and Democracy of the University of San Carlos. My name is Celine, your host for today. I am Julian from SLG, your co-host for today. Okay, so for our third episode, we will be talking to our fellow Carolinians from the School of Architecture, Fine Arts and Design, and from the School of Law and Governance. So hi guys, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Johanna Cabehe from the School of Law and Governance, incoming second year. Okay. Hi, so um, I am Morian Dacalos, incoming third year student from School of Architecture, Fine Arts and Design, and I am taking up Advertising Arts. Hi, I am Kyla Beatrice Q. Conlu, incoming third year from the School of Architecture, Fine Arts and Design, and I am taking Advertising Arts as well. Welcome to everyone. So the purpose of this podcast is to talk to our fellow Carolinians about um, what has been happening to all of us, no? like the current situations that we are facing right now um, in light said of uh, the state of the youth address where we really need to uh, shed a light on what are the what are the students and the youth are experiencing right now. No? So I'll hand it over to Julian to start our discussion. Thank you to Ms. Celine. So I know a very formal discussion, but so I just want to make a kamusta with you guys. So how's your quarantine been? Have you been feeling well? Nikao na ba mo? Nusta inyong nafil? Nusta inyong gisugan ganiha? How have you been? So let's start with Miss Aria. Um, I've been fine, I guess. I live that kind of life where I wake up at 4 p.m. I eat one meal and then I stay up the entire night slash morning just uh, wondering what to do with life. Uh, 2020 has been such a long year already. It, every time you go on Twitter yeah. or, or Facebook, you find all of these devastating news and stories. And it affects you mentally. And it's emotionally exhausting. And the fact that they expect us all to be okay during this pandemic and to go on, go, go back to school as if everything is fine, as if like we don't have sick family members or just things going on in our lives, but it's inhumane in my opinion. So thank you so much for that, Miss Kyla. So let's move on with Miss Johanna. Oh, my quarantine's been really stressful because I was stranded in Cebu for three months, but I'm from Jensen, so I had to procure all these documents just to be able to go home. So I just uh, arrived home recently lang, last month, mga June 15 or 16, tapos I had to undergo another 14 days of quarantine or not going out upon arriving in the city. Tapos, our semester only ended last July 18. So, uh, just imagine how stressful 
my life has been. But I'm good now. Thank you. It's very good to hear. And I continue to be feeling good. Yeah, feeling yeah. So next would be to Miss Marian. How you been feeling? Um, I know for the first um, first months of quarantine, it's, it's really not easy. Good, kay I'm still adapt. I'm try. I'm still trying to adapt to the change, ba? Kay I'm not from Cebu man, so I have to like go home to sa province and then maoto na baguhan ko, kay na isolate ko for fourteen days. So stressful jud kay siya kay while I am in quarantine, kay na asad nasad ni online classes mm. that um requires plates betaw nga kailangan siya paliton sa national bookstore na pero wala may nana diari sa province so a structured ko to na time but karon i am trying my best to adopt the new normal so i guess i'm fine but it's still not easy ito here dasig lang kita dasig laban ugi kana kana sa mga binisaya ipang butang na protanan so let's start sa tong formal discussion uh it was announced by university of san carlos i think it was by mid march Naniingon sila yeah. na mag-suspension daw for two weeks if I was not, if I'm not mistaken. And then they said after two weeks, we're balik na daw in the autumn. But then again, COVID happened. And we were struck with the news. Uh, I just want to ask our guests, how did you guys, how did your department finish the entirety of the second semester? And if you had summer classes, how's it been? So let's start first with Ms. Johanna. Oh, so um, we were about to have our midterm examinations then, but the university suddenly announced right, that uh, face-to-face classes are to be suspended. Now, we then had to continue with our classes online. With that, we still had graded online recitations, examinations, quizzes, and reports. Some of my classmates couldn't even attend some classes due to weak internet connection, imagine. If anything, that only means that online learning makes education a privilege which only a few can afford, very few lang. And on top of that, our semester only officially ended, as I've said, last July 18. Imagine having to hustle for more or less seven months for uh, an entire semester. That's both mentally and emotionally taxing. Uh, that's very true. And then, wala pagid mo nakagawa sa recitation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Online nagali siya. Still have recitation. Uh, Miss Marian, any thoughts? Yeah, it was so hard, guy. I really thought, mango, dili siya mag, dili magdugay ang quarantine. I thought mga month lang siya. So, mm-hmm. I didn't bring my art materials sa province. I just bought like mga few stuffs lang like mga basic lang but then dili man day siya ano one month murag whole year manggalit guro di ay so wala na ko siya getting through so nagstruggle gyud ko kay fine arts man so we have plates to submit uh, mga traditional plates and then since na ko diri sa pagadian it's very hard for me to buy materials kay Lagi province, dili kayo siya accessible ang mga materials na kailangan namo. So, I have pa to order sa online o mga materials para makaprovide ko. And then, it affects my grades kaya I have deadlines to submit. Mauna siya. Lisod yud siya. Then, una, una po ang problem dyan ato nga time. Kaya lisod kayo makakuha o mga things. And then, among teachers kaya Sige lang sa lag-ingon, find ways, ana-ana daw, ana-ana. 
prefer like oh, yeah. finding ways to mga um, yeah. supply doesn't apply especially like sa imong giingon nga like na ay mga na animals na like really available to you readily diba especially katong time mm-hmm. when um, nag-close down yeah. mga nag-close down ang mga shops daghan sad ko mga like na nadunggan from like friends from Safad food na like they were trying to look for ways to like cope with this but like unrag na mangota na sila nga like how are we going to submit these plates nga like wala man mi ani nga yeah. mga materials and then wala na ipalitanan di ba yeah. is it the same ayla yeah wala na ipalitan okay, there was like a time yud betaw nga we we are not allowed to go out yud bahala pag sagawas lang sa mo street mm-hmm. you really like, need to be like, resourceful oh oh even if like unsa pa kakakay like i i do like have faith and uh nga like our students from Tafad are like super creative and resourceful but i i think na even if as creative and as resourceful as you are if naakay mga if na jay mga barriers to like how you're going to do your work or like how yeah. are you going to... so Ayla, like what can you uh i have more of the less the same experience with Marian with our uh, regards to the materials. Marian represents the classmates, the people in Safpad who are from the province where it's harder to get materials. And for me here in the city, it's still as hard. And what makes it even more difficult is that the teachers are unwilling to compromise. It was our experience uh, during our class that they would tell us, find, find a way. Pa deliver or Mm-mm. or use the back of a calendar or hard. use I know or yeah. <laughs> and he's like find plywood and I'm and I'm just yeah. sitting there what what plywood yeah. where did I get that and at this time yeah. COVID was still a new experience and we're all at home like scared of going outside scared of like making contact with people delivery boys in case something might happen. So it was really hard. They would they weren't willing to communicate and to compromise, especially since we were trying our best. We weren't being lazy or we weren't just avoiding. We were really trying our best to continue with the classes because I mean that's our job, we're students, but then it's just really hard and that's in the that's in the art supply side. The other side of Safad is graphic design. So a lot of students don't have their own laptops. A lot of students, they don't have the Adobe softwares like Photoshop or Ad- Illustrator. And it's so difficult for them, especially if our teachers won't give an alternative activity or like will say uh, we're not being resourceful enough. It's really hard. And with the internet connection, like it's so stressful and, and I don't understand how they still want to push through with this. So. Yeah. So, like, it's really hard, guy. Like, mm. you're, you're, like, muragikoan ka nang lisod siya, like, in, in the sense nga, like, you don't have the supplies, pero, like, murag emotionally taxing sad siya because your teachers aren't compromising, aren't emphasizing with the students, and also adding to the fact nga, like, lahi-lahi jud mo og ka nang courses, and then, like, some are, like, be, like, ang mag, mag-depend siya on certain like what you said, like certain software or certain materials, diba? So like that's really hard, like on Safad students' part. Mm. We're not lucky follow up with that to Miss Johanna. So to Miss Johanna, kanang I just wanna ask na COVID happened and we happened to had to be innovative nagyud sa atong mode of learning. 
is there are there professors who you know compromise na maybe a less of reading maybe atunguhatin to also take into account the concerns of the students especially sa law school no as in law school and USC is really tough kay the training's deadly because the ba the image of USC law is that we produce so many top notchers over the years so yeah the readings were several as usual and the recitations even continued walay um excuse so even those in the province had to attend classes every day even if their internet internet connection is weak so more again, no, so like, ano again siya? you really need to hustle hard yun dapat true <laughs> that's like, true not even a pandemic can kanang shatter the image of USC law as mm. in <laughs> Like in the middle of a health crisis, we still have to produce top-notchers. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you guys have seen this. There's There are posts going around of students who either graduated or are going to school in Harvard Law or in other law schools uh-huh. in the U.S. Um, they talk about being shocked about the education in the Philippines, like how they overload our students. Because yeah. um, for them, the years that they study, it's it's significantly less, as well as the schedules, um, the units, and then they they don't even study like an, a full case. They have a limit to the number of pages so as not to overwork their students, and that's law huh? in Harvard. I have friends in accounting who literally have to read like half of the book in just like two nights or something just to uh, know, for their class and I don't know I think it's so sad I don't understand why the Philippine education is like this and then the students are so overworked in school not even counting working to pay for their tuition or taking care of their family right but then we have all of this we have so much more units than other even undergraduates in schools abroad, pero we're not even considered on the same level as them. Like, we're not even in competition. Yeah. It's devastating. And they think, yeah, they, yeah. they yeah, believe like, that they can continue online. Like, no, Philippines has the slowest internet connection. What are you talking about? Yeah, because our um, educational system said here is like it's not designed yeah. to kanang our country is not ready for online classes. like the the reason why we're going to school is to like have jobs and to be manufactured as labor for other countries, diba? So like, like the, the way that Mm-mm. our educational system works here dilejud siya pang Filipino student like we're not work like we're not studying para mas makuha to atong own country even if like we have like so much of these loads diba kay like other countries still don't see us as competent as they are because ang ato ang yeah. educational system is just model after them like wala tay own kuan so like yeah. ate Johanna they have anything to add to that as an exactly, it remains like the CCF education, diba? Colonial, commercial, and fascist. So, it shouldn't be like that. We should lean towards a nationalist, scientific, and mass-oriented education. It's a discussion, no? So many insights. I'm going to learn from the artists. 
So, the next question nata. Um, University of San Carlos they presented the calendar of activities for the next school year. And ato as custom nato na ato ang mga dates, katong colored, and then all the months, and then mga etc. What was your initial reaction and what was your opinion about the University of San Carlos still pushing for schools to open, even though the shout and the cries of the many students is for academic free? So let's start with Miss Marianne. I know when I saw the post, I, I'm disappointed but I'm not surprised because I expected it good nga San Carlos will push through online classes. Okay, given the fact now we we always address with our problems this past few months, wala magud silay actions and they don't really listen to us bitaw. So expect na good ko nga they will always they will push through online classes good. And ako asad ato kay murag students betaw are for ang katong mga students kay ma force pud sila enroll kay para lang sa reason nga dili ma-delay and I think dili kayo I I personally think dili siya nice because nag-enroll na lang ka para sa reason nga dili ka ma-delay and it's not about learning anymore very very true uh next let's go on with Miss Johanna what was your reaction Oh, same with Marian. I'm disappointed but not even surprised. Personally, I don't think online classes are as effective as face-to-face classes. Our professors and my classmates still prefer learning inside the classroom, but uh, now, given our current situation, our health and safety are the topmost priority. Now, the next semester would sure be hard for all of us as we have different ways of coping, studying, and learning. But, um... Also, we're used to the, the traditional method. Everyone, uh, the privileged and unprivileged students alike, would find it really challenging to cope with the pressure, the stress, and anxiety brought about by online classes. That's very true. Just not just for us, especially because internet connection, but also for other people who have different audiovisual and learning. And online learning is not for everyone, and that that's how So next is with Miss Kyla. So what was your reaction? Contrary to Marianne and Miss Johanna, I was actually in disbelief. Like I wasn't not surprised. I was very surprised because a part of me was still hoping. Like I still had the tiny bit of hope that they would listen or that they would realize that online classes aren't effective. But the fact that, oh, it's, it's so frustrating to think about, the fact that they still want to push through to an entire academic year online, it's, it's mind-boggling. Like, I can't understand. Like, I don't understand how you think it would be effective. I, I just, no, I, I don't know. Yeah, Dr. JK, yeah. uh, it's listed the manggal isha a end pag second term. How much more nga? A whole year pag in siya. Yeah. To add lang sad to what Ate Joanna has said. So, like, maybe maybe some people would view online classes as kanang, oh, like, we're considering the health of students first. That's why we're holding these online classes. Pero, ang scope sa health doesn't only, like, delete rasha physical health. Like, if. Yes. If we, online classes True. to like protect the health of our students. Kay, 
it's almost as if we're forgetting uh, kadang ang online classes can be also taxing to our mental and emotional welfare, yes. diba? So like, yes. even if we're protecting, yeah. even if, as much as we're protecting the students' physical health, kay, what are we doing to protect mm-hmm. their mental well-being? Like, that's something, I think, that yeah. that's a conversation that needs to happen sa atong mga uh-uh. administrators. Like, so, another concern po that came up is many of the students have or napuyuban po wala gyud napuyuban po nalag kayong internet it's very hard for them to have online classes and then again the diversity of san carlos proposed a katong uh, discounted internet uh service provider ba na if we would subscribe sa katong internet provider the university of san carlos with uh contract with them mohatag sila og discount university students and they say uh, this is a an act uh, of the university on reaching out to the students by giving them that discount so what are your thoughts let's start first with miss Shaila. well i think it was a step in the right direction it it implies that they did listen to us a bit because they did understand that there was a problem, especially with internet connectivity and and stuff. But um, it's one of those things where the intentions were good, but the execution uh, not so much. The fact that you have to pay for it, never mind the discount, the fact that you have to pay for it, along with the already absurdly high tuition fee, is like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand because... In Safa, it was one of our biggest problems as first years. The batch before us, their their tuition fee was 30K and ours is more than double that. It was like 69 going 70. And there was nothing really different with our curriculum. We still had the same things. We still had the bathroom stalls with the destroyed doors and it won't flush. We still have the destroyed chairs in the canteen. We don't understand what we were paying so much for. And it's even more unreasonable now that we spent the entire SEM or like most of it here at home, but then we still had to pay the same tuition fee, just, you know, 7% discount. Add to that, they will, they, they think they're giving us a solution with this internet pack that we have to pay for again. And with Safa, that's, we have so many expenses with all the materials and things we need to do our plates. It, again, it's frustrating because that's not really the solution we want and we need. Thank you so much, Ms. Kaila. Ms. Marian, what are your thoughts? Koan, it, it's really not about inter- internet connection lang man good. It's also about having um, the gadgets, the materials you need for online classes and then deletan ang naaana na privilege. So yeah, kato intentions are good, but the executions are um a bit mali. Like they are like ano banggood kanang ilahanggi encourage ang online classes by giving us what kanang discounted na mga koan. But karon mangood sa pandemic kay daghan mangood na wal ang trabaho. We are trying our best to ano to survive this pandemic. Bito. So it's like an additional financial load. It's and very ineffective. Mm. Again. And keep in mind, not everyone in USC is financially secure. Some, a lot of people also lost their jobs and are having a hard time trying to find something to support their family. And it's, mm-hmm. it's just not a good solution. You can see, you can see posts 
on like group pages you know, where you barter or something and you can see like this mom asking uh, can I ano trade sako of rice with you for a laptop kailangan kasi ng anak ko for class and you know it's so sad it's so sad nga. like you can see nga, yeah education really is a privilege it, but it's not supposed to be. it's supposed to be a right Johanna, any thoughts about USC making an action to reach out to their students via providing a prepaid and discounted mm-hmm. internet connection? Oh, I think you guys said like very comprehensive thoughts on it. But I just like to say that it's only a band-aid solution. Now, most couldn't even afford to pay for tuition and after school fees. I, I even know people who don't have laptops or gadgets to be to begin with. So I don't think it's good as students still have to pay just to have fast and reliable mm-hmm. internet connection at home. Marcia, like, like, kanang, something lang uh, to give a little bit of relief but not really the solution. Grateful, grateful for the help but it's not really the help that we absolutely need. We still have some things that are very much a bigger concern like our tuition fees and, and all that. So, muna cha next question na to for our guest. So, knowing uh, hustle hard giving USC, we still we still need to continue with our schooling. How will you cope up? What will be your actions? Unsay ma change yung study routine na padayon man gid taani na naglisod na ta pag end sa second semester and we still need to have a bigger problem na whole school year na yun. What would your actions be towards this opening classes. Uh, Miss Johanna. Oh, well, to cope with online classes, I'd have to change everything, literally everything, from my study habits to my sleeping schedule and my daily routine in general. There will be lots of adjusting to do, especially with my body clock. Now, just a caveat, I couldn't speak for everyone in the College of Law because unlike most who have jobs, I'm privileged to be able to study full-time. However, that doesn't not having a hard time. Of course, I still do because the study of law isn't easy at all. What I'm trying to say is that online classes would be much harder for those who have work. Imagine having to go to work at 8.30, uh-huh. going out at 5 or 5.30 and attending classes from 5.30 to 8.30. That couldn't afford one to have enough time for studying and resting. I myself sometimes keep on sleep just to study. How much more those who are working, right? So yes, my study routine will definitely change. Because before, I used to study when I arrive at the apartment after school and just do some scanning when I wake up the next day. This time, I think I really have a lot more time for studying since there are so much distractions at home. Very right, no, it's very hard, good, especially for our students at law. I must have hard to get into the USC. Um, something also I wanted to add, Ingoni uh, Ate Johanna is kanang she brought up the the struggles of uh, working students, diba? So like that's something like we have to think about. Kay contrary to popular belief, nga like poor students, we're just like kids, nga like all we have to think about is school and all that stuff pero we're not just students but yeah, we also have obligations in our households like we also have to help our parents in housework and you know we some of us have legit jobs mm-hmm. we have to do diba so like it's not if if people expect us to just become 
students and want us to focus on uh, academics all the time kay it's like stripping us of our like bigger identity as daughters or sons or family members and ultimately as Filipinos so like we also have like a bigger obligation outside of our mm-hmm. academic so yeah so moving on to Marian and Kyla on how to cope up with online classes Ano since ako kay akong hilig manggod magtuon ko is sa cafe gyud like I do my plates mostly outside sa cafe with my classmate and then karon atong akong, akong experience atong March nga nag online class misery is very bad because daghan kay distractions daghan kayo sugo and then daghan kayo og mga so daghan siya distra- distractions labaw na sa internet so ako mabuhat karon is um slowly by slowly discipline myself like ako ang iput sa kong mind nga i have responsibility now i have to adapt the new normal para maka-survive ko maora siguro na ako maingon since naingon na pud ni Ate Johanna so ni Kayla in the first place i'm not even sure na mag-enroll ko i know that i should and i have to because my dad is working hard to see me through school para makatapos na ako Pero if I were to enroll, tapos mag online classes, my way of coping would be, I I I actually don't have a problem with distractions. I can easily get into the zone. My problem is time. I take a lot of time with my plates, yeah. like a lot. <laughs> Maria knows this. She's my classmate. <laughs> yeah. I use this really tiny brush and then I'm very delicate with my hands because I really like detailed work. So very detailed. It's a frustration with my teachers because they like to set deadlines nga karun na karun na and then usually my classmates are very good with getting their things done on time per ako dili. I really like to take my time with art. I don't have a problem with distractions. My problem is with deadlines. Uh, I noticed during the second sem last year, this year, our teachers were forgetting the schedules. Like if our class is supposed to be during normal classes, if our class is on Tuesday, they would give us something and then tell us to pass it the next meeting, which would be the next Tuesday. During online classes, they were saying random days. Some of them were very consistent, but all of them were giving many things. And then we had to pass so many things on this day and then another day. And then plates aren't easy to do. It takes time. And if you have like five, if you have five time-consuming plates to pass all on one day, it's so, I don't know how to deal with it. The way siguro I can cope with is mag-video oh, yeah. call me sa kong friends. I hope lang no teachers will be more ano. Yeah, I, I wish, uh, I hope they will be more understanding. My way of coping with all of this is I will just probably ano, video, video chat with my friends and so we can do the play together so it wouldn't feel as stressful because they are my rock and in the classroom, guy, we're always together. We make each other laugh during stressful times, and I just, I just need that. And and it's so, it's so hard not seeing them every day like we used to. But you know, we're getting by. That's very, very good to hear. Thank you, Kayo, Miss Kyla. So I just want to add no, to what Miss Johanna had said. Now there are some 
a lot of students who have jobs, both day jobs, but also I would also want to have a bit, little bit of life to undergraduates. We also have university scholars and it's very sad na they could also have those scholarships because of what happened and we also need to understand and to also emphasize that they're also there and they're also struggling hard and they are struggling and we also need to emphasize that they need support and they also need help from our administration. Yeah, so um, that's something uh, like it's saying administration but like our like what happens to our scholars especially if ang ilahang ilahang scholarship is mm-hmm. so like if their scholarship is based off of grades and then due to this crisis kay na ay mga ma-INC or na ay mga ma-fail but like that's not necessarily their fault it's just because of the current situations nga na ay ma-fail or na ay ma-INC but like like what happens to them will the will the people giving them scholarships understand or will there be like kanangkuan or will they lose their scholarship indefinitely so like that's so worrisome this health crisis does not only take away kanang certain privileges to us but it also like takes away like some people's right to education so like i i hope nga like the administration hears out from the scholars and would give them the utmost support jud they really need it and they deserve it too. So, last question for our guest. So, the question would be, do you think effective on online classes and if you are given the chance to give a message to your department heads, to your professors, to your uh, dean, to your chairperson, what would this be? Miss Marian? No, it's not effective. I hope the department will see how ineffective online classes are because with students having to drop out because they aren't learning anything and people who are less fortunate having to forcefully sell na lang or do anything they can to just obtain materials para sa online classes is really not effective. Especially po sa mga skill-based na course, courses like medicine that has lab courses like fine arts, architect, engineering. It's really not effective. Okay, you can't, ano, kung saan man mo pag... Dissect pag sa frog. Pag-opera kung buhay sa body. Yeah, <laughs> dissect sa frog. So, kung saan man sa Y8 na lang mo magbuwa. <laughs> Magbuwa-duwa. Surgeon simulator. It's really not effective. Labaw na sa... Yeah. 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 Nana na lang. Any message or department head, Miss Marian? Ano, I hope they will ano sa the teachers to be patient with us. If ilahad yung ipush ang online classes, be patient lang and be understanding. Kana lang, please. <laughs> please na <yun. laughs> Please na yun. Yeah. Any thoughts? I think online classes can be effective because we see things, but not in the way you think. We see things like Skillshare or Squarespace where people learn um how to draw online or something. But that's only effective in special cases, like with homeschool or homeschooling people or with self-education. It's for people who willingly choose that course online because they just want to learn like pottery or sewing clothes. It's different for people who chose to have an education like in a proper school with desks and chairs and teacher on a podium. 
Like, it's a very different experience that they're trying to replicate online. They didn't change the curriculum during the second semester. I'm, I'm not sure if they will now, but their reason, the type of education we receive that we expect to receive from San Carlos is not one that is feasible online. So um, I actually learned, before I went to art school, I actually learned how to paint, how to draw online. But that was through self-perseverance and I didn't have a time limit. I didn't have deadlines. I would draw a little and then like do something else. Like I wouldn't pressure myself. And our education system now, they thrive on pressure. Our teacher told us himself that if you can't survive pressure, then you won't survive this world. And I'm like, oh, but why does it have to be this way? Why, why does everything have to be so fast-paced? Especially in, in the arts, like good art takes time. And they keep expecting us to put out works like the Mona Lisa or something, but in five days. And it's so frustrating. In San Carlos' case, and especially the pandemic, like we're not even taking into account the pandemic. I don't think online classes are effective and I don't think it will be effective no matter what they try to do. I, I hear that they're training the teachers in online classes or something and I'm just not sure it will work, but we'll see. Any message to your professor, Ms. Kyla? To the administration, um, <laughs> the teachers are getting a lot of um, a lot of beef when really sometimes it's not their fault and they're like it is their job and it would have been good if they had paid leave or something if they were paid and then but no they have to do their job and so like um, my message is for them to have a little bit of patience and understanding to have the willingness to compromise, especially when it comes to materials and internet connection and um, the Adobe softwares, because we don't have a Mac lab in our house. Mm. We have a Mac lab in school. That's why we paid for this course, because the school has the things we need. And to um, suddenly expect us to have all of these materials and all of these gadgets, it's it's a lot of pressure on us and our parents, especially for them to provide that for us. So I hope they can be more understanding and I hope that they can be more open to alternative solutions to their projects that they want us to do. And I hope that they will always be available because another problem I had during second sem was the teachers would saying, uh, just message me, but then they won't reply for like how many hours and then you need to pass this now and it's it's really a problem so i hope things will smooth out later on i hope yeah well, thank you so much no? the insight very <laughs> insightful so miss johanna from slg what are your thoughts oh based on experience online classes aren't effective but i and we don't have a choice but to deal with a new learning system with this, I'd like to ask my professors to not just be lenient, but to be really understanding, especially to those who are in privileged to have fast and reliable internet connection at home. We have to keep in mind that poor academic performance is multifactorial. It could be attributed to a lot of factors like mental health and financial status, among others. Now, what makes things worse is that we have to deal with online classes given the existence of a pandemic. 
So professors have to come up with ways so that nobody gets left behind. But pushing through with online classes subsequently means that there will be students left behind. So thank you, Kaino. Very insight from our guest. So, Ati Celine, do you have any thoughts? So, um, final thoughts na sad, no? I think throughout all these discussions, throughout all the three um, episodes that we did for this podcast, I nakadungog juta sa voices of our fellow Carolinians, but we haven't heard all of them, de ba? So, kung kani sa mga sa atong mga guests palang and for ourselves, sad. So, including me and Julian, like we have been struggling with how do we cope with our academics amidst this pandemic and with everything that's going on like it's almost as if we wake up every day and then we find out like na ay some na ay something na hitabo like there's always so much bad news and adding to that kay naatay academic pressure that we also have to deal with kay it's important for us to protect our mental health but also to not be apathetic to everything that's going on around us to not be apathetic to what our other peers, our fellow Carolinians especially, are struggling with because it is something that's not, um, it's not an individual struggle. It's not only the students from SBE that are struggling. It's not only the students from SLG that are struggling. Everyone is having a collective problem but naasad tayo mga individual sad nga struggles that we have to like face every day. It's not black and white. It's not teachers versus students. It's something like we have to work at Jude as a group and I hope na through this podcast kay, we hear more of these stories and we hear more from our fellow Carolinians and hopefully makareach ang ato ang mga grievances and our thoughts to the administration and more importantly to our government said to actually listen to our problems and to our thoughts because even though we're students or even if we're just the youth we also have like a bigger role in the outside society because there's this saying that says na like the university is the microcosm of the bigger society, diba? So like all our problems inside financial matters, question fees, ay mura siya mo directly mirror the outside na society. Just like atong giingon ate Johanna ganina nga, our educational system is colonial, commercialized, and repressive we see those manifestations of the neoliberal policies inside our campuses. And I think as youth and as students, we need to take it upon ourselves to raise our voices, even if listen, even if our voices shake sometimes, even if it's hard to talk, even if there repressive voices that will try to silence us. But dasig lang yung always. So yeah, Julian, any other final thoughts? Uh, my thoughts are good for the three episodes no very insightful development and I really learned a lot. But I just wanna say uh, just like what Atehana said from fast from episode two, I think the administration should listen to the students. We are your main stakeholders. I know na my concerns about the teachers ilang salary and all the utilities and all the resources. But then again the students are your main stakeholders. You need to listen to us and really hear out on sa on. And we need solutions, not just man-aid solutions, but real solutions that would really answer to our grief. We also need to emphasize that the stand of Stand USC, my stand, and I, 
big kogan ang speak to other people but i feel like we are still pushing for academic freeze even though i feel like that's out of option na gitaron but my stand doesn't waver kay nigawas at all sa UFC o calendar activities i feel stand for academic freeze because i am privileged and i'm grateful to be privileged but i know that i need to use this privilege of mine to speak up for those who aren't as privileged i have a voice and i need to use this i've surveyed mga daghan-daghan nga students and many of them if not all have been shouting for academic fees good so i hope na you hear our grief you hear our amo ang ganahan may tabo and also to our government would I know na amoy control sa mga universities. I hope that you would hear us. We need also to realize na academics, education is really important, but it's not everything we can. We need to focus more on the pandemic jud sa akaron. And also, 1987 Constitution, Article 3, Section 4, we need to have such redress of our grievances. And this is our grief. This is our grief na maglisod ang uban ng students. No one is left behind ng kahap. And if we still push through this, we are proving that education really is a privilege and not a right anymore. So, muto siya akong stat. Thank you. So, I think so, that wraps everything up. No, Thank you so much to our guests for this episode from Tafad and SLG, Kyla, Marian, and Johanna. Thank you so much for providing your voices, Sad, for this episode. Thank you. Thank you. So that's it for our last episode for Mike Stand podcast for and by the Student Alliance for Nationalism and Democracy. And we hope that you listen to our previous podcast episodes. Again, my name is Celine, your host for this podcast. And I am Julian, your co-host for this podcast. And if you have any comments, any opinions, write them on the comment section below. Para mag YouTuber and follow okay. us on the Facebook para paapit mo sa like our page, friend us. So, pero thank you kayo no, very insightful yun sa mga podcast. I hope we have listened and let them know nga unsa ato ang appeal until maabot niya sa pinakatastan ng administration sa USC so that they would really hear the stand of the stand USC. So, thank you kayo. Yes. Thank you kayo guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you. Hello. Thank you for listening to Mike Stand. If you want to listen to our episodes again, our videos are now up on our Facebook page and on Spotify. This has been Celine and Julian. Along with our fellow Carolinians, let us continue to seize greater victories.